episode, we're going to talk about dun, 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 fear. Fear, 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 fear. I mean, fear is a blanket emotion, a blanket statement. I mean, fear and anxiety are things that are natural responses that our body feels. Uh, we should be very forgiving our, of ourselves if we have certain fears. But uh, looking deeply into fears and relating it to kind of what self-love is and um, just taking a bit of a dive deeper into that, I really don't even know what I want to talk about on this one. I just have a list of fears that I've written down and kind of seeing how that affects my self-love journey, right? So so fear, hmm. I've had to really work on fears um, over the last couple of years because, you know, after my divorce, I've had fears of like, no, not getting married ever again, being lonely, having my son not like, you know, not be forgiving of me for doing that to him, uh, finding out what happened one day and just being really upset with me about it. And like, I mean, these were fears that, that kind of crippled me a little bit. And like, it tied into the, the, this, the decision I made to get divorced. You know what I mean? This is a decision that I made. This is a decision that I have to live with for the rest of my life. So that's definitely a fear that um, still I think about sometimes. But, um, you know, as I cultivate my relationship with him every single day that I have him, uh, it becomes more soothing because um, I, f- I find that I am the author of my own book. I'm the protagonist of my own story. And uh, I can just write the story however I want to, right? So it, it, it's having that sense of security and control has helped alleviate that fear for me. Another fear that I've always had in my life, and I get nightmares about this sometimes, is snakes for some reason. Like snakes creep me the hell out. They're just so sneaky and unpredictable. Uh, but maybe that's symbolism to, you know, how I like to really, I'm a Taurus. So I like to, <laughs> I like to know how things are before I get into it. And I like to be very stable. And like, I just, I, I guess I don't, I love nice surprises, but if you mix in bad surprises, um, I'm not a huge fan. So I'm, I'm, you know, this is the first time I actually ever thought about that, but like, I wonder where my fear of snakes comes from. And it probably is that it's probably fear of the uncertainty. It's fear of like being faced with like a cobra and like, you just don't know where to like, do I run right? Do I run left? Do I turn Do I back up slowly? Like what the, what, what the hell do I do? I remember a scene in Jackass one time where like, they drop like a cobra into <laughs> into the sunroof of like a, a limo, and one of the dudes was in there, and I was like, "Damn!" And I was like having a heart attack, man. My hands were clammy as hell watching that uh, that part of the movie. But uh, but yeah, so that that's another fear that I have. Um, I also have fear of, uh, and very recently actually, and um, helping doing this podcast really is just very soothing to me. It's just like therapy to me, even though I'm just talking to myself. But it, it's it's fear of 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 self-doubt uh and i and i do want to dive deeper into self-doubt in uh, a future episode but i very often fear that um i won't be successful that i won't reach my highest potential and uh, that i won't be able to make an impact in the world and uh, that all my efforts that i'm doing right now are going to be a waste and that are going to go to vain and i am working on a very important project that I hope to be able to announce at a future episode that has to do actually with self-love. So, you know, something that I'm definitely passionate about, something that I love talking about. But yeah, like like what if it's not successful? What if it doesn't go anywhere? What if it doesn't change his life? What if I face opposition? What if people, you know, call me out for being wrong or for having the wrong perspective or, or opinion? 
because we know a lot of that's happening nowadays and a lot of cancel culture happening out there. And if you have an opinion or a thought that may, you know, rattle someone's feathers, and I have done that in the past, I am in the field of men's work. I do a lot of men's mental health work. And a lot of that is, you know, misconcepted by a lot of people uh, and think that, um, you know, it's, it's chauvinistic. It is not inclusive of women. It could be very... Um, non-inclusive of like other types of men too because I'm a heterosexual single dad so like I mean I have my own story right and I probably relate with people who have the same story as me you know from the streets but I've been like kind of like like raked through the coals a little bit for doing men's work sometimes and you know a lot of the times you know people believe that men's men's support shouldn't really be a thing because people like uh, akin that to like men's rights uh, like a men's rights movement or like you know men going their own way or like incel movement kind of stuff but couldn't be further from the truth right and if they took the time to really listen to my podcast and listen to other things i have to say and some of the products that i'm working on the project i'm working on then they would know differently right but so when i sit there and i tell myself that you know the reality of the situation is that I'm doing this from a good place. It's coming from a good place in my heart. This is this is my passion. My passion to help people. My passion to help other men go through things like that. I went through myself to go through like a healthy divorce, to do the right things, make the right decisions for your son, for your kid. And uh, these are all just things that worked for me, right? And I'm just here, just sharing it with the world, and maybe someone else can can. Um, you know, learn from what I did and just not make any poor decisions that will affect their lives and affect the lives of others around them. And we've seen decisions that have gotten really, really bad where men have like either taken the lives of other people, taken their own lives, abusing their children and just, just traumatizing and just bad vibes all around. Right. And this is completely something that I'm, I really, if I was to change the world, if I was to do one thing to change the world and it would be that is just to, to heal the, the, the dark masculine in the world, right? And to get people to move towards a place uh, of men. And, and again, I can only coach men. I can only speak for, for men because I am a man and I have experience being a man. So this is where I feel like my value is. So if I was to make a difference, I would want for these men to lead a, a global movement of change of better men, right? So, I mean, when the self-doubt seeps in, that's when it's like, man, what if I don't succeed? What if all this goes to vain? Uh, what if it even backfires, right? And now I look like some sort of like a chauvinist pig just trying to help men and stuff like that. So it really, it really, it really affects me sometimes, like I must say. And it's something that I have to learn a lot from because sometimes I have ran away from fear. A lot of things have happened. I'll tell you an interesting story, actually. So if you guys go to my YouTube channel, Coach AC, you'll see that I've made videos back in 2014, 2015. And, you know, <laughs> they're actually my most, popular most watched videos too like videos that i made like way long time ago and that was just me in front of a webcam you know in my room in toronto at my mom's house with like nwa posters on the wall and like marvel posters on the wall like maple toronto maple leaf posters on the wall like and they're just stuck to the wall with tape you know what i mean so it looked really really ghetto you can see my like my single bed in the background too and um it, it was it's, it's and it's crazy that these are my most watched videos but then as my production value gained over the years and like I invested in a good microphone and um, most very recently got into videography, cinematography. So I have insane amount of equipment. It's burned a hole through my pocket, in fact. But I got audio equipment now. I got cameras now. I got gimbals now. I got like lighting now, like really good lighting. And like I was like, OK, shit, like my production value is now so great. Now I look like someone like when I record now and how the way I set my studio up. Like, 
I look like a professional YouTuber. Like this looks legit. This is like almost like movie studio grade stuff. So I was really excited about it. I was like, great. You know what I mean? Like, uh, going to get my message across. Everything's going to be amazing. I'm going to change the world. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to be a famous YouTuber, get like a million subscribers, you know, yada, yada, yada. I was feeling very optimistic about it, feeling very good. But the moment I set up all my gear, my lights, my audio, everything was ready to go. The spotlight was on. The camera was rolling. Sorry, my nose is itchy and I didn't mean to build suspense there, but it might help. But I froze. Like my ball dropped right to the ground. And I was like, damn, like, I can't go through with this. Like, I just, what if, what if what I have to say is not important enough? What if I just look like a jackass? You know what I mean? Like, with like all this expensive gear and like, I'm just boring as hell. You know what I mean? And it's just like it, that, that thought crossed my mind and it was just like, man, it, it's, it just would look so pathetic. You know, if I'm just up there and I look all professional and stuff like that, but like, I'm just not delivering well, I'm stuttering and like my message is like whack. And, I, I froze. I shut everything down. I was like, I'm not doing this tonight. And actually, in fact, that was like years ago. That was probably like a year ago at least, uh, maybe more than a year ago. And since then, I still have not produced a YouTube video of that caliber, of that quality. So that tells you exactly where I am right now with my journey of self-doubt. I'm still there. Still very, very, very much there. But I realized that this is a problem and I realized this is something that I need to work on. I need to deal with and, you know, quote unquote, face my fear if I want to break through and uh, just unapologetically be myself, find myself, um, give myself permission to fail and to um, continue to get back up and continue to create content and learn from my failure, learn from my mistakes, learn from my best videos, learn from my wackest videos and just continue on because there's there's no elevator to success folks you know it's 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 really it's all commitment it's all daily grind it's all hard work right and it's all priorities too you know i got my kid and everything and my job and everything so you got to prioritize things properly but where you want to make time you can make time and you got to have that that mentality but i mean that's self-doubt and obviously i spent the most time talking about self-doubt because uh, i guess that's what's hurting me the most right now um, other people have fears of uh, not being accepted um, by yourself or by others. And that's a very important point. And I can actually draw that right back to self-doubt too, because the reason I was probably having self-doubt of being a creator and being in the YouTube is because I've probably been overly critical and judgmental of other creators. Some maybe have been my friends. So maybe like I'm looking at some of the contents my friends have created and then I'm, I look at myself in the scope of my friend looking back at me and now judging my content as being whack. You know what I mean? Instead of like celebrating my friend taking this step out there and being brave and putting themselves out there. So again, this whole inner world, outer world reflection thing is something that I really think about a lot. And like I think it applies to a lot of situations when you're really like fearful about something because your fear is an absolute representation of an outer inner world kind of like intermingling together so something to definitely definitely be focused on and i guess that's the 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 purpose and the message behind this episode is really just to um to face your fears to be more aware of your fears um because you love yourself you want to invest the time into learning what you're scared about and then seeing okay why am why am i scared of this like why are my fears being triggered by this particular thing and what is it about the outside world or maybe my inner past my inner child that has developed this fear that just doesn't seem to be going away and quite frankly is affecting the way that I'm living my life. 
uh, maybe not daily, but you know, living the, the life that I want to be living. I'm not saying I'm going to go into a farm and start playing with snakes and stuff like that, but I would love not having nightmares about snakes anymore and cobras. Letting go um, uh, of not being accepted is um, something that probably a lot of us pick up as soon as we start becoming social um, at school and and being popular at school as well, right? They, they need to be popular. And I know a lot of kids struggle from this, but like I didn't personally, like I was hanging out with the quote unquote cool kids at, in high school. But by the time I got to university, it was completely flipped around because I was from the streets. And, uh, you know, to me, like being a gangbanger was cool. Having weapons was cool. Selling drugs was cool. All that kind of stuff was cool. So I did all that. And by the time I got to university, where like now, and it was a difference. It was a university in another town too, a smaller town, right? So less crime. And uh, at that point, you know, being a party animal and being uh, smart was cool. So I was neither one of those things. I did party, but I partied a lot back in when I was like 15, 16. By the time I got to university, I was kind of kind of already partied out a little bit. I felt like my best parties were behind me already at that point. And I just felt myself being isolated um, and not accepted by folks. Um, and I was Asian. I went to a university that was like predominantly white. So I felt isolated in that way too. And I just continually just beat myself up and started highlighting to myself like, I'm so different and they don't accept me. And uh, I just stewed in that, right? And to the point where it like held me back from even like wanting to put myself out there and putting my, and like, you know, being social and just breaking out of my shell and breaking out of my own like inner core beliefs about like who I am and why I'm different than other people. Then I would like, you know, take steps to justify to myself why I'm different too. Is, yeah, I'm different because I'm a gangster, you know what I mean? And like, uh, because I'm a gangster, they'll never accept me. They're scared of me and it's okay. It's a good thing that they're scared of me. And like this whole self-talk, self-narrative really just controlled my life, right? So like self-love is really just like, like realizing and being aware that you have this you have this self-narrative but also being able to lift it from yourself from yourself too right and to lift this these this this crown of thorns or whatever like from your head so that you can actually start living and we realize that after a while like when we do like um a lot of research on it and like some spiritual awakening kind of stuff like if you read a new earth by um Eckhart Tolle yeah he talks a lot about our ego and um that completely 100% was my ego. When your ego is telling you a self-narrative to continue justifying living the way you live, when deep down you're not really living the life that you want to be living, that is 100% your ego. And a lot of people, what they have problems with, and I'm pretty sure we're going to dive, and I keep on saying we're going to dive deeper into other topics because like there's so much to talk about in the realm of self-love. But just for ego, um, a lot of people have problems even realizing that their ego is a separate part of themselves. A lot of people believe that their inner self-narrative, their inner self-talk is themselves. Meanwhile, the analogy that I like to use is your ego is really just the bus driver, right? And this bus driver is just driving like a maniac, all right? But I mean, like, it's imagine like your bus got, I mean, it's probably a terrible example. I don't know why I started talking about a bus driver, but it's always, I always felt like it was someone driving the bus. But anyways, like you can guys, I don't even know what reason you would need to, but as someone who, has your bus being hijacked and it's like driving your bus like kind of all over the place and maybe off a cliff soon like you have the right to like grab this dude and just throw him on the ground and take control of the bus you know so so all that to say <laughs> be aware of your egos and take control of your school bus and um that will go over to my next um um thing of uh, guilt and shame letting go of the past 
Uh, and there's a fear of the angle of the past because we have a fear that we're going to repeat past issues, um, past trauma, and past trauma sometimes never leaves us, right? That's why post-traumatic stress disorder is such a real and an important thing. Uh, and, and I'm glad that you know, it's, it's getting the, the spotlight and mental health in general is getting a big spotlight over the last couple of years is, is extremely important. But a lot of our inabilities to let go of guilt and shame, you know, built from a fear of, uh, you know, repeating guilt, uh, guilty actions and you know habits and, and being shameful of it and hiding it from other people uh, is another big step that keeps us from being who we want to be and, and being in a place of self-love because it prevents us from being self-compassionate and uh, it, it prevents us from being forgiving. And when we cannot, when we have the inability to forgive ourselves, then we also have the inability to forgive other people. And what happens, folks, when we don't forgive other people? We let it stew inside of ourselves. We bury it deep down. And what happens when we bury stuff deep down? It comes back like tenfold, right? It just remanifests itself in other parts of our lives where we suffer. And, um, that's why, you know, one of the principles of Buddhism, uh, the religion that I grew up studying and just practicing, is, is just the art of letting go, right? Non-attachment. So, you know, being able to let go of guilt and shame and just fear in general and, and just um, thinking about how fear ha- has to, it mirrors almost like self-love a little bit, right? Because your fear and your triggers, they point out the blind spots, this, the problem areas that you need to be working on, the knots in your back that you need to massage out when it comes to self-love. Because a lot of these things will prevent you from, from, from self-love. And again, I mentioned many times, living the life that you want to live in your life. So it's just very, very important to... I mean, some of us have problems facing our fears. And again, my example with snakes, like I'm not ready to face my fear anytime soon. And God even knows if I'm going to even create that YouTube video, that high-quality YouTube video that I want to shoot. Uh, if I'm ever going to face the fear there, but I I'm, I realize that it's something that I need to face my fear on and something that I need to do. And to me, that's the first step in alleviating my fear and then potentially reaching my highest self. And that is that is absolutely my goal right now. Uh, about what? I don't know. But that is it. Um, my goal is to, atta- like, to, to attain my highest self, whatever that is, and whenever that happens. Um, and... Um, yeah, that's that's just a big part of why I do what I do right now. And um, speaking of goals, actually, and just to close, I've had I've reached a very strange time in my life, actually. So with when the pandemic started, um, I was very ambitious. I wanted to do a lot of things. I wanted to you know gain you know advance in my job, get promotions, maybe leave my job, get a better paying job, grow my video business, grow my DJ business, do all that stuff, and I had all of these crazy goals. Um, you know, travel. Um, the X amount of times a year. And, you know, just like for everyone else, the COVID-19 pandemic really just threw a wrench in all of those plans. And all of a sudden my goals are now, you know, baseless. Like, how do I get to these goals? It's not even going to happen. There's a lot of forces preventing me from having these goals anymore. So what happened was I eroded all my goals completely. I was like, you know what, let's live in the moment. Let's just do whatever I want to do, do whatever I got to do. And then just see where life takes me and just not even have goals, expectations anymore. Like I'm pretty blessed and grateful. I have a house. I got a car, got a kid, like everything's like made for me right now. You know, I got a pretty decent job. So I was like, what's the point of even having more goals at this point? At this point, I feel like I'm just being an overachiever. So I just kind of just got rid of all my damn goals. And that was nice for a while, actually, to live in the moment, to enjoy myself, to give myself a period of self-care, a period of rest. 
But now I guess I'm firing things up again because, you know, I want passion. I want a life of passion. I want a life of purpose. So to do that, I have to do great things, right? And to do great things, there's that quote, like in order to do things that you've never really done before, to do great things, you'll have to be willing to do things that you've never done before, right? Something different. And, and I realized that. So my goal right now really is to, and it's a starter goal, I guess, right? Because I can really get back into tangible goals again, but this goal is just to be, to attain my highest self and uh, to see what that looks like, really, or seeing what the journey looks like. Cause it's not even so much about the goal. It's about the journey. Right. And that was a big part of why I leave I basically banished all my goals was really just to enjoy the journey. Cause it's, it's not about the goals. It's about the journey and um, more so not even just the journey it's, it's it's the journey and who you spend the journey with so just being more present about you know the relationships you have in your life cultivating your friendships and um, just being able to focus on all that uh, instead of fear right because fear lives in the future fear and anxiety is the future uh, depression is basically the past so if you don't live in the past and you don't live in the future and you're able to successfully live in the present moment then that's when you can truly be free of like anxiety or depression because like you are truly living in the moment and you're not worrying about outcomes anymore, letting go of the fear of outcomes in your life. And that's that's been a huge, huge um, proponent of, um, I guess I would say, the success that I've had to feel recently so far with self-love. So so yeah, like maybe you know, hit me up, DJAC underscore on Instagram, and you guys let me know what you guys are afraid of. Let me know once you guys have thought about it, is your fear a reflection of your self-love, your blind spots of your self-love? Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? Let me know what you guys think. I would love to discuss it with you guys and encourage you guys to, you know, look at the root of your fears and then face it. I would love for you guys to do that. And let me know how it's going. I encourage you guys. uh, And I'm there with you guys every step of the way. Let's get it. Uh, So that's it for me for today. Uh, I think I've recorded like five or six episodes already. So that's a great, great, great start. And I can't wait to release this. By the time you guys hear it, I hope you guys like it. And uh, just, yeah, we'll continue walking this self-love journey together. I see myself doing this for quite a while. So hope y'all take care. See y'all in the next one. Peace.